Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Box Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited about tonight's show. Been off for a couple days, and, um, man, I just, I finally am uh, on the downhill side of this. I got a bad, uh, what, what I call a summer cold, but it's springtime. I, I guess it's, I don't know, just one of those, you know, when the pollen hits, the seasons change and all that even though they really don't change that much here in South Florida, man, it, I got to tell you, it walked up to me, ladies and gentlemen, and just smashed me in the face like I had insulted its wife or something. No, I'm, I'm teasing. Uh, but, no, I'm sick. Uh, but I'm better now. I'm better now, and it wasn't COVID. Oh, my gosh, we had to break into our, our government-issued um, COVID test. I was very glad we had them. If you don't have them yet, folks, Go to the, uh, I don't know what it is, freegovernmenttest.com.org, something like that. Google it, and they'll send you free ones right in the mail. And not a bad plan. We were certainly glad to have them on hand because uh, you get worried these days, you know. Anyhow, I'm, I'm better. Everything's fine. Um, all is well. Thank God, too. I have a big show this weekend, and I had to fight this off before then. I was drinking a lot of NyQuil, ladies and gentlemen, and how, that's not even true. You know, I say that. The reality is, is my for those who listen to the show and whatnot will know, my wife is, uh, I love her to death. I love her to death. She is very strong in herbs and natural remedies and, and Eastern medicine and all. So, honestly, I don't know what the heck I've been taking uh, the last couple of days. It tasted terrible. Um, it was horrible. My theory is my body said, okay, okay, we'll get better. Just don't give us any more of that because that is bad, maybe bad. Um, but, I'm, you know, it's nice that somebody cares, and it's nice that, um, you know, she got me better. I'm not complaining. Anyhow, tonight we have returning guest, one of my favorite people. Um, he's just such a fantastic uh, singer-songwriter, uh, musician, and all-around cool guy. I'd like to welcome back Mr. John Three. John, how are you? Oh, Jamie, it's been a crazy month, but I'm happy to be here, and I'm sure we've got a whole lot to talk about. Got an ice cold beer, but things are good. Awesome, awesome. Yes, I got the hot <laughs> cup of coffee right here, and um, yeah. I probably shouldn't be drinking coffee this late, but you know, I don't want to be that person. I The other night, I was, uh, caught myself saying that. I'm like, eh, it's too late for a cup. I'm like, no, I'm not that old yet. Can't do it. Um, I'm not even going to think in that way. That's just negative thinking. Um, yeah, beer sounds pretty good. <laughs> beer sounds pretty good. Now, yes, it last does. <laughs> time you were on, John, you had your latest single, uh, Race Day, one of my favorites. I love it, um, which was, uh, you know, about your your latest passion hobby uh just just very cool interest of um remote control uh race racing and race cars 
Um, now we're continuing that with this single, right? That that theme. Absolutely. In fact, this song that we'll talk about today, the ballad of Ricky Chuck, was actually the first song that I wrote in my new RC themed songs, I guess you'd say. And Race Day that we talked about last time was the second song. Um, so yeah, it was <clears throat> it was really cool because just the way that how these songs have developed, it just they they came about so quickly that now I'm kind of looking at okay, well, what's the next song? In fact, I've uh, some of my friends in our RC community, they're like, well, you know, why don't you do a song about you know this? Or that, and I'm like, cool. So I've got like, dare I say, I've got like an like an album's worth of ideas. I don't want to say material yet because I'm sort of in that you know pre-songwriting, but I've got I've got a song, I've got an album's worth of ideas, and it's really cool. Like I'm not rushing this time. Like in my previous albums, I felt like that, you know. I was like, okay, record, 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 write, write, write. And now I'm like kind of taking a step back and going, I want to absorb this, you know? It's kind of like when, right. when you paint, you know? You paint, 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 Absolutely. but now it's like, I need some ideas. And then you absorb, well, you observe, and you absorb. Absolutely. And you kind of get in that zone when you're painting what you want to be paying. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. 90% of my business is commission work. Uh, well, maybe 80, 85, but a big chunk of it is. And um, I, I love it and it's great. You know, I've been real good to me. I can't complain at all. But it is nice just to have a, a little bit of time where you can say, you know what? I see this and this is what I want to do. I want to spend some time on this. And, uh, and you enjoy it. <laughs> it's nice. it's, yeah. it's a, a work vacation kind of, you know, it, it's nice in your work. Um, and it sounds like that's where you're at. You're in that zone, you know, that yeah. fun zone kind of. Well, and <clears throat> it's not just the fun zone. I mean, when I said like, and I can remember if I said this off air or not, but like the last month has been absolutely nuts. I mean, uh the first part, actually, it was the end of March going into April. I got into a car wreck and just dealing yeah. with insurance and collision, you know, the collision center, just dealing with all that. And then it just seemed like that whenever, like, at that moment when I was taking my RC cars to the track, it kind of, I don't want to use the word relapse, but that's the best word I can come up with at this time. But it was like I was, then I was crashing my RC cars, and I'm like, okay, maybe I should kind of, Take a kind of take an overview because I was really glad that I had finished recording this new song, Ballad of Ricky Chuck. I'm glad I'd, I'd finished recording that prior to this. And all I had to do at that point was just mix, master, and get the song ready for uh, publication. But all these things had been going on, and it's just, I mean, my phone was blowing up. It was like, my insurance, their insurance was just, you know, it was just constant. Something was going on, and or I was waiting for a part to come in from an RC car, and that's that's kind of uh, that's kind of the irony with this. Uh, when I right before I got into my car wreck, I was actually heading to Hobby Town to pick up a part because I just 
wrecked my RC car. So it was funny because when, when, when my mom came to pick me up from the wreck, uh, I was like, the only thing on my mind, <clears throat> I was in this dizzy spell and my ears were ringing from the airbag <laughs> going off. But, but I still was like, oh, Mom, I, I still need to go pick up this part for my RC car. <laughs> like that's the only thing that was on my mind at that point. And it was so funny yeah. because I wasn't thinking about you know, am I okay? I was like, Mom, I need to go pick up this part. And I actually am okay. That's funny. Um, so everything is working out. I'm waiting for my new, you know, car, my new Honda to come in. So everything's working out. But at that moment, it was just that everything just kind of collapsed on me to where I was like, okay, maybe I need to take a step back because when you push too hard, that's right. when – that's when bad things can happen. You do stupid you know? stuff. Yeah. That's how I am. I'll make I'll make dumb mistakes, and I, sometimes, sometimes even I'm like, you know, I'll be. It, it, I I am terrible. It, the the truth is, these these painters, they all work it through the night. Maybe most of them do. I am horrible at working at night. I start making mistakes, and you know, and then you just have to fix it up. You know, go over it later, and I'm like, oh man, this painting's taken me four times how long it should take. You know, are you kidding me? And sometimes I'll just say, mm-hmm. no, that's it for today. I'll get up early. I work great in the mo- when my mind is fresh after the batteries have recharged. I am great. Yeah. But hey, back to your your accident there. I didn't realize. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was serious. Um, yeah. You said one thing, and I kind of picked up on there. My ears perked up a little bit. You're waiting for your new car to come in. Um, yeah. So that means what the, what that's telling me is the car got totaled out. That's pretty serious. That isn't, you know, we got a yeah. stretch in the, the fender here. Um, oh yeah, and airbag. I mean, it was. Wow. Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was bad. I mean, it. And um, this was actually my first car, like my full size car. This was my first wreck in, you know, almost thirty years mm. of driving. And uh, yeah, somebody pulled out in front of me, and I will never forget what he said. He said. I thought I could make it because I had a green light, he had a yellow light, and he was turning and pulled it in front mm-hmm. of me. And I was like, okay. It was one of those moments where, you know, you just kind of brace for impact because you know what's coming. And it's like right. it's like things it's like go like slow motion. Exactly. Right. And it time slowed down, and all I could think about is, is I'm going to hit him, and this is going to hurt. Thankfully, you know, I had a couple of bruises. Um, you know, I was a little sore for about a week or so, but I was fine. But I think it was that mental aspect of because I had so many things going on and dealing with all of this, it then, you know, kind of moved itself over into uh, my RC world, which is my fun time. That's my one time of the week where I get to have fun. And the first mistake I made was the wreck happened on a Thursday, and I went out to the track to race on on Sunday, and my back was mm. sore, and I and I wrecked my and I wrecked my RC car again. It was just, and at that point I said, you know what? Maybe I need to take a step back because I was still at that point I was still in the early phases of dealing with, you know, still dealing with insurance and collision and everything like that. Oh, so I yeah. thought, okay. So now and you had that, your bell rung, you know. Oh, that it was, it was rung pretty good. People don't realize that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Know. And and Ooh. you know it it was it was funny because 
like mentally, I was fine. Like I was, you know, going back to work the next day. You know, I was, you know, working out lessons. You know, I didn't cancel anything. I, 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 you know, it was business as usual. But it was right after that all of the insurance and everything was finalized, and you know, got my car ordered. It was at that moment when things started to slow down. I, you know, like my mind was still going. And I was right. like, okay, what? Because you know, I was in that kind of a defensive mode, right? I was like, okay, now what? Okay, now what? But <laughs> the trials of now, Job. I'm telling yeah, you, yeah, exactly. I've been there, so now, you know, yeah. So 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 now it, it it's like, okay, I need to take a step back and kind of just like we were talking about earlier. You know, sometimes you need to take a step back. And that's what I'm kind of doing right now. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember, I mean, it wasn't nearly as bad as what, what she went through. God, <laughs> this, is, this will tell you how I, I realized I was getting old. I, um, I was in the shower, you know, I'm do, taking a shower, and I don't know, I slipped or something, and I did this, like, weird kind of, I went to catch myself, and I did this kind of weird disco move, you know, like when I was trying to stay upright, and uh, which I did. But, man, I tell you, the back from my my right ankle all the way up my leg, my back, I don't know what I did, but I twisted something. Something went the way it wasn't supposed to go. Yep. I was down for like a week and a half, gimping around oh, yeah. here, you know, just shuffling around. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So you, you know, when you're young, yeah, I remember being, I was in a car crash when I was young. Uh, I must have been, I don't know. 17, 16, something like that. My friend, you I don't know if you can still do this, but you used to be able to buy a Jeep from the government. And it had never been, it wasn't assembled. It was still in a box. Um, and they had never been assembled. But it was surplus. And, you know, they were old from, I don't know, the 60s or something. You could buy them, though, for like 500 bucks. And he had bought one. And, and we had built it, me and him and a bunch of our friends and stuff. Took us like six months to put this thing together, and then we were driving it out. Some some lady ran into us um, on the side, you know, it like hit us hard, flipped the jeep over on its side. I and I remember I knocked a uh, the rearview mirror off the uh, winch the windscreen thing there with my face. I had like big bruises inside my uh, in, inside my mouth, like on my gums. <laughs> it was terrible, and. <laughs> I'll never forget this old grizzled tow truck driver showed up. We're like, oh, you know, you boys okay? Yeah, we're okay, you know. And uh, we were young, you know, it didn't matter. And he's like, oh, the good thing about these Jeeps, check this out. He 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 pulled it over back upright, and he goes, let's wait ten minutes. And so we did. And he goes, okay, I'll try to try to turn it over, <laughs> and it started right up. I'm like, oh my gosh, like a Tonka truck. But yeah, we were. When you're young, that stuff, you know, you get bounced around, doesn't matter. You get a little older. Oh, yeah. oh baby. Oh, man. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free if you're a VIP member. You can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, 
dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Well, I'm glad. Sure. You know, and you're right, too. That insurance stuff is a nightmare. It can be. You know, it's like, well, sir, Form 36B wasn't filled out in 
blue ink, you know, I mean, ugh, just drives me crazy thinking about it. <laughs> it was it was yeah. nuts. I mean, of course, you know, a lot of this is all computerized now, and you know, uh, my insurance company wanted to get my statement, and uh, their insurance company or his insurance company wanted to get my statement. And um, what was what was funny about this was is that my insurance company had did had had done a lot of the legwork until the point where his insurance company finally said, "Okay, we admit fault. You know, we'll we'll take it over." But, you know, since your insurance company has done a lot of the work, it'd be easier for them to just, you know, keep keep going with it. And when I talked to my insurance agent about that, he said, well, of course he would say that because they want us to do a lot of lead work. And I'm not going to mention any insurance company names, you know, for the sake of sakes. But it was it was all of this. I learned so much about insurance and everything like that. And it was it was They're it was an experience and it, yeah exactly I mean I just look at how much I paid and it's like it's like when uh, I mean like right out of the gate because I knew how bad the damage was in my car it bent the entire fr- like the, like the frame oh, the man. firewall if anybody knows anything about cars like my whole front end was do. done it was. Done. Oh, man. So I. Well, I'm glad I you weren't worse. Oh no, no. In fact, I would say um, Hondas are tough, man. In fact, when 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 uh, at the collision center when we did our our walk around, you know, I was like, "Is that the radiator?" He said, "Oh no, that's that's a reinforced bumper." I'm like, "Yes, I've got a reinforced <laughs> bumper, baby." That's right, and I tell you, I T-boned the hell out of that guy's car. I mean, I should send you pictures. It it did a um, number on that guy's car. You know, I've, well, I I, I, I walked okay away too. from it. Oh yeah, of course, uh, of course, yeah. But it was nuts. It is crazy. Just I tell yeah. you, car car stuff is crazy here in South Florida. We we recently had this thing put in called the Bright Line, and it's a uh, it's not like a Japanese bullet train, but it's a high-speed train, and they don't stop at every stop. And they, you know, if you need to go a distance or whatever, that's the one to take it quickly. And um, they use the existing tracks. Well, they have an accident like every other day. Every other day, somebody's getting run over by the train or in their car or whatever because everybody keeps trying to drive around, you know, the things that come down, those those barrier things, you know, the do not, you know, the train's coming. We're trying to keep you alive, people. You know, when those are down, you got to wait. <laughs> Nobody's waiting. They just keep driving around them and getting hit by. And I'm telling, you know, I just, I don't get it. I'm like, that's a big train. You're in a little car. You ain't going to win that fight, you know. Why tempt it? Wait the 30. Ever. And it's the, yeah. it's the high speed train, so it's not slow. You just. Yeah, that was zips by real quick. Um, oh man, but every day here, every day it's on the news. Every other day, I should say. I shouldn't say every day. But every other day, it's crazy. It's oh yeah. Crazy. I don't know. You know, and it's always well. Always I'm been. glad. I'm glad you're okay, and it's uh, you know. Oh yeah. Um, the only thing that stinks a little more expensive to fix than the uh, the RC stuff. Although those aren't cheap either. <laughs> when you're saying, yeah, that's a truck. Crash in the RC. I'm like, oh no, oh. that's not good. Well, you, 
Well, you know, and, and here's here's the thing about the RC. So I had back-to-back crashes um, at the track with my RC cars. And, you know, uh, just like I was telling one of my friends, Michael, um, I was like, because, you know, w- whenever I would order the parts, you know, they, you know, I would pay for it in advance over at Hobby Town. And, and I would text my friend mm. Mike, and I'm like, yeah, well, there's a twenty. There's a $25 lesson learned, or that's a $20, $30 right. lesson learned. But my most recent, and this this is where um, it seemed like a good idea, and I'm sure people have had this happen where things seemed like a good idea until you actually experienced this. So uh, this was last, I think, Wednesday or Thursday. I had some time off. And I just bought a brand-new racing buggy. I mean, this thing is preem. So I took it out to my park. It's about a mile away. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to go full speed. I just want to just get a feel for it, just have some fun. Because I hadn't had some fun in weeks, right? I mean, I've been doing all of this stuff. So I'm just driving around the park, and all of a sudden, ding, I hit a metal pole, and I was like, well, maybe it's not that bad. So I backed oh, it up, no. and I'm driving it. It's like, you know, kind of like National Lampoon's Vacation. I'm like, so three, so the last three times that I've driven my RC cars, I've broken something. That's three learning lessons right there. And at that point, I said, I maybe should take a step back and just say, you know what, maybe maybe a little bit of a break isn't such a bad idea. Exactly. You know, John, we'd get you a kite to fly, but the problem is within two weeks you'd want one of them big, giant Chinese kites or something that's, you know, $500 <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's the problem. I don't want that newspaper thing up there. What are you doing? Uh, yeah. That's, oh, man. That's exactly where I'm at. That's where I'm at, yeah. These, well, you know, any of these hobbies, and here's the, here's the thing is we, we've talked about this before, and I agree with you. It's so important, so important to have a hobby, something to de-stress over that um, you enjoy. And, you know, find your, your, your hobby passion. Very important in, in your, I think, you know. Um, it, it just is so nice uh, to have something. Um, unfortunately, a lot of us uh, get it. <laughs> Because we like cool stuff, so you know it's not the cheapest thing. Oh man! But you know, hey, as long as you found it, and that's cool. That's cool. It could yeah. be worse. I know guys that you know collect ten thousand dollar guitars. Yeah. Hang on the wall. Oh man! I have a friend of mine that does. It's, why it's you, he's in the gun. He goes to the range all the time and whatnot. I don't think people realize how expensive some of those higher, like, like big guns can be. You know, I mean, a lot of money, and a lot of money firing them. Uh, you know, they don't give that ammo away. But you got to do what you got to do. True. Yeah. You got to yeah. Your, some of those. Your, your yeah. True. I mean, some of those uh, higher caliber. In fact, uh, one of my friends. I mean, he's got an arsenal. You know, he, he he's a he's, uh, one of my friends. Uh, actually, he's one of my uh, brother's friends from high school, and he's got an arsenal. You know, he lives out in the country, and 
Um, he's got right. one of those Barrett 50 cows that you see on video games and in movies, you know, like, uh, oh, right. I'm sure it'll come to me, a shooter, like in Shooter, you know? Right. And, he, you know, he's talking about, you know, uh, he's like, every time that I shoot that thing, that's $5 down the range. Every single right. bullet, $5. And I'm like, man, that, that's yeah, a expensive people don't hobby. Read Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling, the strangest, the most expensive thing, and, you know, I'm, I'm a big car guy, but it, it wasn't cars so much. And I've known people a lot of real expensive cars. Um, one day, I was in Las Vegas. This was years ago, many, many years ago. I was at Caesars Palace, and I'm wandering around, mainly looking for a place to sit down. The thing that's terrible about Las Vegas is you can't sit down anywhere unless you're spending money. You've got to rent a chair, you know, they being playing a game or something. And unless, and I discovered this, ladies and gentlemen, here's a tip for you. If you ever go to Las Vegas or whatever, and you want to just sit someplace, find the sports book, you know, where they have all the horse racing monitors and everything, and just sit down and act like you're figuring out your system, and they'll leave you alone. <laughs> sit there all day. You don't have to spend any money. But anyway, I, was, I got turned around in this casino, and I wound up in a VIP high rollers, Lot area, and there was a guy. He was, uh, you know, I don't know where, where who he was or where he was from. He's from Dubai. I mean, he's from the Middle East. He had the, uh, I don't know the proper term for it. I'm, I don't mean to disrespect anybody. I just I'm ignorant on the proper term. But that, you know, like kind of like a chic outfit, the, the regalia, the, the kind of thing with the hat, you know, and all the fabric. And he was playing slots, and he was hitting this button, and uh, you know, you've seen it a million times in Vegas. And then I realized it was a $1,000 machine. Every time you hit that button was a $1,000. And he was like, boom, 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 boom. And it was just going. And I'm like, I was standing there in shock, just looking at that much money being spent. I'd never seen anything like that. And the pit boss kind of saw me. And obviously, I was not supposed to be in this area. And he came over and he was real cool. He's like, hey, can I, can I uh, you know, get you to where you need to be? And I'm like, is that a thousand? And he's like, yeah. And he's been here four hours. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Yeah, and he's the one who told me about the, the sports book. But can you imagine? Thousands and thousands of dollars. Crazy. I'm glad we don't have that hobby, John. Can you imagine? Me too. That just, I could oh. not imagine. I mean, okay, could you? Imagine being in that situation where you had that much money where you're like, I'm going to toss away, you know, kind of like that whole Elon Musk, you know, because he's been in the news lately. Could you imagine being and kind of taking like the Americanized version, you know, people hear about Elon Musk. Could you imagine being somebody of that stature where you're sitting down, like you're looking for, and I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure that he was, he was looking for the most expensive expensive slot or whatever that mm. is and like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep cranking this away, you know, thousand, you know, every, you know minute, every, every thirty seconds, feet. whatever yeah. like Yeah. I could not fathom. I've I've never had in fact it's funny because when when we talk about somebody like Elon Musk, you know, he's a multi, multi, multi billionaire. It's like just imagine being a, a millionaire, like with an M. Just being a millionaire, like, and I'm like, 
I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to be a millionaire versus a billionaire. You know? Right. Oh yeah. That's well, like so far you know, and that's what people, you know, it was crazy with him. They, they were uh, the big topic this week, of course, with the big trial going on, Amber Heard trial and Johnny Depp. Is they're like, well, he paid for this for her, and I'm like, you know what? Yes, he did. It's a couple million bucks. When you're a multi-billionaire, that's like buying a girl a drink at a bar. You know, I mean, that isn't, you know, he didn't he didn't toss and turn at night over that decision. You know, when you got that much money, I don't know. Yeah. And again, I if I had that much money, John, I there was no I couldn't do that. There was no way I could spend it like I just. Uh, you know, because I've yeah. never had that much, I'd be like, nope, nope. No. <laughs> I'm going to keep all of this. I might buy an RC car. Yeah. You know? Well, you Me know, too. and I'm sure that's, that's after, you know, just, just imagine as a painter, you know, let, let's say that, you know, let's not even reach the point of billionaire. Let's just say, let's just say that you and Danny are, are millionaires, you know, and you've bought the best paintbrushes, the best canvases, you know, the best paint money can buy, you know, it's like, then what, you know? But then you take it to the level of billionaire, you're like, okay, well, I've already yeah, spent money just, on, I've, I've built a brand new studio, you know, same thing with me and music. I would build a brand new studio with the best equipment, and then after all that, it's like, well, now what do I do with all this money, you know? <laughs> what do you start building hospitals and stuff. You know, universe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, the music I, I, went, can't, you know? I cannot fathom it. I cannot fathom oh, no. that much having that much money. You know, where you've bought all the best of the best that you can. You built the best house. You own all the best, you know, accessories, and then you've given money to charities. It's like even after all of that, you're like, you still got a hundred billion dollars. I'm like, what? Do, <laughs> What do I do with this? You know, do I go to Vegas and Absolutely. you know get thousand dollars slot? What do I do? I, I guess know? exactly. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's it's just crazy to even think about. You know, and it it um it's it's so weird that there's people in the world like that. You know, that are I, I don't know. I would definitely have a bookshelf that was actually a door into a secret room. I really really would want one of those. Um, you know. No, I, I probably wouldn't. You know, the thing is, what's crazy about that is, you know, I don't know, like, in your business or whatever, if, if you're like this, you probably are. I, I'm, I'm like this, definitely. People will notice when prices go up, like, with the paintings and stuff like that. And they're like, oh. And, and everybody always thinks, this. they're like, hey, he's making a little more money here, you know. And the reality, you hit the nail on the head, though. Yeah, when the prices go up, we get a little more money. I just spend it. I'm like, okay, well, instead of these type of canvases, we're going to buy these nicer type. Now, and I'm still making the same profit margin. You know, that's the terrible part. I, mean, I need to do it different, but what can you do, you know? What can you do? Um, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, and, you know, and even if you were at that at that level, you know, where you had the money where you could buy the nicer, you know, brushes, canvases, paints, and things like that, you know, it's like, 
are you going to turn out a better product? I mean, and the same thing with me. I mean, sure, I could buy, you know, a $5,000, you know, computer to record with. It's the same software. See, that's the thing for me. Even if I have a Mac, you know, like an iMac, you know, like with decked out, I'm using the same recording program. I'm using the same software. <laughs> The same interface. I'm using the same guitar, and even if I more expensive, yeah, yeah, you know, know, even if even if I you know upgraded to you know three thousand dollar guitars, my music will still sound the same, and I think that that is really important for people who are looking. To say, well, you know, mm-hmm. and I hear it all the time. I'm sure you do too in the painting world. Well, if I just had this, well, if I just mm. had that, you know, if I just had these painting brushes, if I just had this new guitar, I oh, I could just put out some great, you know, material. I'm like, no, it's not going to change you because if you don't have, you know, if the talents and all that, if you're not you know, constantly putting material out there, who cares if you have the paint, you know, the best paintbrushes or the best guitars or it's still going to be the same. And I see this all the time and it's, you know, people are going in debt, I'm sure, Mm. you know, buying the best of the best thinking, thinking that all they need to do is buy the best and that's going to give them the best product or, or the best result. And I'm like, man, not even close. Not even Mm-mm. close. Mm-mm. And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www. Dot jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacy Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. 
Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books, uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course, The Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool. Um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. The, the big fantasy in my world is, um, you know, um, I will admit, I can't believe I'm going to admit it on the air, but I will. Um, I, you know, I'm getting to a point where I'm kind of getting burned out a little bit on social media. <laughs> you know, and I post a lot. <laughs> but it's getting to a point where it's like, um, it, the, the fantasy is, wouldn't it be nice to find, like, you know, some 18-year-old girl with a cell phone to do all this? You know what I mean? I Give her a list at the beginning of the week and say, hey. Go at it. You're Jamie Rocks for the week, you know. Enjoy. Um, oh, yeah. But the problem is with that, and people are like, well, Jamie, you could probably afford it. You know, you could probably put somebody part-time doing that. And I'm like, man, I do not want to add another mouth to feed, you know. That's the problem. So you start, it's real easy to start adding employees and stuff like that, but you got to take care of them then, you know. Um, I just can't be, you know, Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge. i got to, you know. Uh, it's a character flaw. I'm a nice guy. Uh, but, you know, that's probably why I won't be a billionaire. Anyway, anyway. So uh, I wanted okay. to ask you, um, John, uh, now uh, we have links up, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on our show page and everywhere uh, to John's website, john3music.com. It's a fantastic website. Also, his Facebook and Instagram we have links to. John's very good at social media. He's on that probably more than I am. Um, he is really good at <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, yeah, you know, and I think it's important. But um, I wanted to ask you, so with this track, and you mentioned this earlier, this is not the second single in this vein. This is the first single, but you released the second single first, if that makes any You know, you're kind of like Quentin Tarantino. You're, you're mixing up the timeline, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> and artsy. <laughs> Was there a reason for that, or is it just the way it kind of happened? That's the way it happened, because when I first got this whole RC theme music going on, uh, that's when, in fact, I was talking to my friends in our Facebook, RC, our local RC community. I just tossed out the idea, hey, I'm getting you know, kind of these, these ideas of, of coming up with some RC theme music, and you know, that's when Ricky spoke out, and he was like, you know, Ricky's a great guy. And he spoke out, and he said, you know, I wish somebody would write a song about me. Well, it was at that moment. It was within the next couple of days. It might have been that day for all I remember. But I just remember writing The Ballad of Ricky Chuck, uh, which at that point it was just 
Ricky Chuck, but you know what? For me, you know, adding that title, the ballad of, you know, like any time that you think of a ballad, it's like there's there's a story behind that. We can get into that, you know, at some point. But uh, that was the first song that I came up with, and then Race Day, which I talked about, or what we talked about last time, was the first song that I officially released, even though that I had written, I had not recorded, but I had written uh, mm. the ballad of Ricky Chuck, so. Even though that I had written that song first, it was Race Day because Race Day was the one that I kind of had in my mind that once I had written it, this is the song that I'm going to record now. And it was after that song took off that people were like, man, this is really cool. You know, you're doing something different as far as theme goes that then I said, well, maybe I should then – officially record because I had not done it yet to then officially record the ballad of Ricky Chuck. So that's when I did that second. And I don't know, I can't remember if it's Quentin Tarantino. I can't remember who did. Um, oh man, I was just about to say um, the movies when, when, when you said movies that did first, you know, like the first one came second, second one came first. I guess, you know, and today is officially Star Wars Day. So if you think That's about right, it. It was the Star because, Wars. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so, 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 so they did, you know, episodes four, five, and six first. And then, you know, in the 2000s or 1990s, they did, you know, one, two, and three. Uh, Kill Bill, that was what I was thinking of. I can't remember if that was Quentin Tarantino or not. But, you know, how they did Kill oh, yeah. Bill 2 and then they did Kill Bill 1. But the same thing applies to Star Wars. You know, they did four, five, and six first, and then they did one, two, and three. And uh, which I'm, in fact, as soon as we're done here, you know, it's Star Wars Day. So what am I going to do? I'm going to watch. Uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, I can't remember what, whatever the first one is, but yeah, I'm going to watch your episode number. No, four, the New Hope. Know, celebrate. Mm-hmm. New Hope. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, so yeah, after we're done here, I'm going to turn on and watch a little Star Wars, you know, Star Wars Day. So nice. yeah, you know, it, 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 I think that's how it happens. But you know, you just kind of, and I think that you know, when with music and painting, whatever that a person's into, you have to let it grow organically, and that's how it did mm-hmm. with uh, with Ricky Chuck. Really, with a lot of my songs, I let them go and grow organically, especially in the studio. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Yeah, I did. I, I put on start when I had my dinner earlier. I'm like, oh, this is a little star. I'm not. I've never been a giant Star Wars nut. My wife, my wife, and our family is the Star Wars nut. Um, I've always been a little more Star Trek, but uh, you know, we make it work. Uh, you know, nobody's perfect. But, but I got to tell you, I, I was watching that that Mandalorian. Was it the Mandal? Yeah, where uh, the finale. I don't want to give anything away for anybody who hasn't. Or you're, I don't know. If you don't know this, or whatever. That season two finale, man, brought me right back to when I was like eight years old at watching Star Wars in the movie. I was that excited again. <laughs> I was like, wow. I didn't think I didn't think those programs were still in the old computer, but uh, they were. Yeah, Star Wars was cool, man. When that first came out, when I first saw Star Wars, my mind was blown. That and Lord of the Rings. Oh my gosh, how cool! How cool! Um, that's crazy. Yeah, so I, I hear you, man. May the force yeah. be with you. May the force be with you. <laughs> that's right. 
Sometimes you need it to avoid those metal poles. Oh my! I'm teasing you. I know. Let's uh. Let's yeah. play. Let's let's play the ballad of Ricky Chuck, and then we'll then we'll get into it, like who Ricky Chuck is and all that. Um, here it is, folks. Check this out. John three, the ballad of Ricky Chuck. And that was the bad of Ricky Chuck, John Three. Now, John, I believe we spoke to Ricky Chuck last time you were on the show, right? Absolutely, and yeah, Ricky was the uh, obviously because you know he was the one who mentioned uh, when I had posted in our uh, RC Facebook page, you know, that hey, I was thinking about writing an RC themed song. And that's when he spoke up and said, you know, I wish somebody would write a song about me. And when I did Race Day, Race Day was kind of a like a southern rock thing, you know, because I'm, I'm getting into that 
But when I did Ricky Chuck, like my initial plan was for it to be a blues song, like a blues rock, you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. you know, people do that. But, and, and that's, and that's when, Texas guys, you know? Oh, yeah. That's kind of, you know, oh, yeah. that, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And that's when, uh, you know, going back to Texas Snow, I mean, that is very Texas blues, that Steve Ray Vaughn. I mean, he's, he's crowned, you know, king of, you know, Texas blues around here, you know, kind of absolutely. a easy top kind of feel, same thing. So, and I had mentioned this earlier that a lot of my music, when I go from writing it to recording it, I really let this organic feel come about so that when I went to record Ballad of Ricky Chuck, you know, my initial thought was, okay, so when I recorded the uh, drums and the rhythm guitars, it was very blues driven. I'm like, cool, okay. But it felt kind of empty. I was like, it, it needs something, you know. It, it needs something. So I was thinking, well, you know, let's do sort of a rockabilly sound, you know, maybe like a like a Chuck mm. Berry. So I went back on the choruses, and I recorded these kind of Chuck Berry guitar riffs. I'm like, oh man, and I was feeling it. I was really feeling it at that point. I was like, okay, well, let's try adding another riff, you know, sort of a, like a like a Beach Boy surf rock kind of feel, but it mm-hmm. still flowed along. It still went along the same lines as that Chuck Berry, and it all came together. And then when I recorded the piano, I went over the top because I was like, let's add sort of a like like a 1960s uh, jazz sound. So I did these really kind of jazzy chords. Nice. So when you listen to it, yeah. So so when you listen to it. You get these elements of blues and rockabilly and surf rock and, you know, 60s, like, cool jazz. So you get all these elements and just think of these as different flavors, and they all fit. That's the thing is I was I was able to make them all fit to where you go, you know, just imagine going to a restaurant and they add all these flavors in your, and, and then you eat it for the first time. You're like, oh, my goodness, this just – Hey, so good. Well, it's like the same with Ballad of Ricky Chuck. You get all these flavors nice. going on. You're like, this is this is cool, you know. And that's that's how it happens. Right. That's awesome. That is it is so nice when it all comes together like that. When it all from concept to execution. You know, there's no better feeling uh, as a creative a creative person. You know, um, when you can do it. You know, you're like, ah, here it is. Here it is, and you know, and it's, and the cool thing is when anybody else hears it or sees it or whatever it is you are doing, and they see it too. They're like, oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a great feeling. That is so cool. What well, I think that works, you know. Now the ballad of Ricky yeah. Chuck. Now we were supposed to have John on on Monday, and uh, you know he released the ballad of Ricky Chuck, <laughs> I believe, on Monday, and. I got sick, so we had to move the show to today. So I messed everything yeah. up. But it is out, right? People can buy <laughs> it now. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's out on all the streaming platforms. So wherever that you're at, all you have to do is just uh, keyword search John, J-O-H-N, and the number three. And that will pull up my, pro- my artist profile. 
and it's the first song because it's my latest release. So it will be the nice. first song that pops up is nice. Ballad of Ricky Chuck. Really? And, and it's funny because a lot of people who've listened to it have uh, have commented that they're like, wow, that sounds like, you know, surf rock. It sounds like, you know, I feel like that I'm on the beach and sounds like the Beach Boys. And the funny thing about this is, is because uh, when I was young, when I was little, you know, 10, 11, 12, the Beach Boys was my favorite band. So I'm not oh, surprised yeah. at all that the Ballad of Ricky Chuck, if somebody says to me, man, that sounds like the Beach Boys, I say, you know what, because, you know, that's, that's, that's the idea, you know, that subconsciously it came out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's great. Absolutely. It's yeah. in there. It's in there. It's in the mix. Uh, well, you know, and I think you describe it so well, perfectly, um, with, with it akin to a great meal, you know, a great dish. Um, I think people can get that. They can understand that so well because everybody's had that experience. You know, you're like, well, that shouldn't work at all. Why is your peanut butter in my chocolate? You know, but it works. <laughs> that was amazing. It is, yeah. Yeah, it really um, is. Speaking of speaking of Reese's Cups, I was at the store the other day. I was with my wife, and I looked over, and they're, you know, because they're all trying desperately to make, you know, they have weird potato chips now, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I saw the Reese's Cup. Um, and they'll never be an advertiser now after I call them out on this. But they had taken the chocolate out, and it was like, well, we just have, it's, it's peanut butter surrounded on, I'm like, isn't that just a lump of peanut butter? <laughs> what the hell is that? In a shame. That's not creative. Come on. Um, who is buying that? I guess peanut butter fans. I don't know. I didn't buy it. Anyway, I will buy the ballad of Ricky Chuck, though. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's, sometimes yeah. it's just overthought. You know, you see weird products. All, I do all the time. I'm like, what are they thinking? That's just not, you know. But they're gambling, I guess. They think somebody's going to buy it. Anywho. Anywho. What's well, yeah. So are the gears turning for the next single? Well, yeah. I mean, they are turning. And I think with everything that's been going on, uh, I am taking a step back because, as I've learned before, that if you push too hard, Things yeah. just do not work out, and I and I noticed this when I would record one album, I would release it, then I would immediately, immediately go back into the studio and start writing and recording new songs, and and I I, I never let myself get the opportunity to just absorb. You know, it's sort of like, mm-hmm. and I'll use you know with painting. You know, you painted this great painting. Speaking of which, we'll go ahead and say it now. I am very much looking forward to that slash painting. Let the audience oh, know absolutely. that you are painting me one of my favorite guitarists slash. I'm really looking forward to that. But you do. It's you, you, you reach a point. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I cannot <laughs> wait to hang that on the wall. And, and just to have my students because – then my students can see. They're like, who's that? You know? They don't, they're they like, you know, right. 10, 12, 13. You know, they're like, who's that? I'm like, dude, that is one of the best guitarists, you know, right now. That's Slash. Like, 
Who's Slash? And that will open up the door <laughs> to explain to them who Slash is and why I why I really appreciate Slash because a lot of my style, a lot of my writing has mm-hmm. come from Slash. But yeah, you know, you, you you have to reach a point where if you keep pushing yourself, eventually you'll have to take a step back and say, okay, I need to absorb, I need to appreciate what I what I've done. And just give your time, give your body, give your soul a chance to just rest and say, okay, right, you know, what's what's coming up? No, I know, I know there's going to be more songs to record. I know there are. It's just because I'm, as my friend uh, Vadim said, I am a recording machine. It's just a matter of time, but you have to let it happen organically. Oh, absolutely. And then the thing is, is, is it, it will come off, your painting will come off looking contrived, like you're trying too hard, you know, and it's the same with music. I've heard tracks like that. I've heard tracks from pretty big names, and I'm like, yeah, had a deadline to meet, <laughs> you know, well, you can just hear it, you know, you can hear it in there. And not that it's lower quality or anything, it just is, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. You can hear it, you know. Um it's it's crazy. Your stuff I don't ever hear that though, with because it, it, you do take time. I know you say you're like, oh, I was recording and recording, you know, but it doesn't come off that way. It, it comes off very cool, you know. Uh, big fan. Big yeah. Fan. Well, you know, and I all mm-hmm. I have to do is look at the uh, Metallica's Justice for All album that came out in '86, '87, and you know they kept pushing and pushing and pushing you know, trying to meet their deadline, and then then they started running out of money, and it's like, okay, now we have to mm. put out this subpar product, which then, you know, they, uh, in the last couple of years, they remastered, and it, it, it sounds good, but I think that that's a good example of somebody who has, you know, pushed themselves beyond measure to the point to where then they put out, which, in my, my opinion, was, as far as quality-wise, was a subpar product, Although I love the songs, I mean, One and Master, not Master Post, but um, uh, One is the one that really stands out to me, uh, Justice for All. But, yeah, I mean, if if you keep pushing, you're going to put out a subpar product. When I go out on the track, if I'm not in that frame of mind, I'm, I'm going to crash. Why? Because I've done it twice, and then I ran mm-hmm. into a pole, you know? So you have to know <laughs> when is the right time to approach the full mask. Yeah. And you'll feel it. Yeah. And Absolutely. to me, you just you just feel it, you know, where you're at the point where you say, you know, uh, I'm I'm starting to, you know, I'm starting to get that little that little nudge, you know, where it's like, yeah, I want to go write a new song. Hey, I want to go out to the racetrack, you know, or I want to paint, whatever it is. You get that little mm. that little nudge, that, that little tap saying, you know, I think I'm ready. You know, now, how time, long it yeah, takes, absolutely. whatever, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It happens to me all the time, man, all the time. Yeah. Hey, and speaking yeah. of time, John, this always happens. Every time you come on the show, every time. I always have so much fun, uh, and it's just so laid back and so much and so cool. But it goes by too quick. I literally would say we've been talking, you know, kind of BSing, shooting the breeze, 
for about 15 minutes. Nope. Been an hour. Been an hour. Yeah. I can't believe it. That fast? Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Well, folks, again, get over to John3, John3music.com, um, and John the number 3 music on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, like and share John's uh, work and check it out. His website's very, very cool. And also, if you are uh, looking to take some lessons and whatnot, he also does music lessons. So, hey, how about that? How about that? Um, you know, pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. You What's know, amazing? and if, if there are people, you know, if, if any of your fans, listeners, say, you know, I would like to take lessons, and, and this has happened, you know, where people are, you know, not local. You know, if they're like, hey, you know, right. uh, I, I, I'd like to learn to play guitar. Can you teach me? And, well, I live in, you know, Albuquerque, New Mexico, whatever. I also do online lessons. So just letting everybody know that if people are interested in my music and interested in what I do and, and I do want to take lessons, I do remote online lessons, you know, through uh, either Zoom or uh, Google Meet. So that is available. Awesome. That's phenomenal. Well, very, very cool. Well, you know, and everybody, hey, maybe learning in the in- an instrument or uh, or getting better or whatever, maybe that's, you know, your particular uh, passion or, or hobby. Everybody needs one like we've been talking, and uh, this is a good way to do that. A good way to do that, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very cool. Well, John, I had so much fun today. Keep doing what you're doing. You know I'm a big fan, and I just love your work, um, you know. But let's not wait, you know. Don't think that you can't come back on the show just because, uh, you know, if you haven't released a single or something. I, I love having you on, and so does the audience, too. Our ratings are always great whenever you're on, and that's that's always a good thing. The advertisers love it. Um, <laughs> it, it keeps us on another month, uh, which is a good thing, which is a good thing. Very Absolutely. Good. I would. I will be on any time you want, and, uh, you know, I don't – honestly, I don't know when the next time I'll be recording a new single, but I guarantee you that you will be the first one or one of the first ones to know about it. I can promise you that, you know, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us today, tonight, I should say. We will be back tomorrow. We've got – um uh, international DJ on tomorrow, Sydney Blue out of Toronto, Ontario, uh, Toronto, Canada, uh, coming out tomorrow. She's got a, uh, a brand new album, just won the Juno Award. That's the, that's a big deal in Canada there, big deal anywhere, uh, but especially in Canada, uh, for a top electronic music uh, album. And I believe she's going to be, I will have to find out, I'll ask her tomorrow. I know that the, um, oh, the big festival in Detroit is uh, happening later this month. I can't think of the name of it. It's the I can't think of the name of it. Anyway, I will know by tomorrow. It's on the tip of my tongue. I hate when that happens. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Tune in tomorrow. Electronic Music's your, uh, your bag, baby. And, uh, of, of course, oh, we've been getting a lot of emails. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, DJs and that kind of stuff, our uh, monthly uh, Hot uh, Topics, Monday Rocks Hot Topics show, uh, it's podcast we do once a month, um, uh, it's specifically about nightclubs and DJ culture and all that. Uh, we're actually doing two of those <laughs> this this month. So got one coming up on Monday and then another in a couple weeks as well. 
So we're we're back at it. I've got a big announcement. We're going to do, be doing another monthly show um, coming up. And all I'm going to say uh, right now is, because we're still getting everything uh, situated with that, is it will be a true crime-based uh, podcast once a month uh, with some pretty, and it'll be, I will have two co-hosts for that, uh, pretty hard-hitting uh, doctorate and professor, college professor is going to be co-hosting that with me. Criminologist, and uh, that's going to be fun and interesting. So stay tuned for that. We'll be making that announcement later this month uh, when all of our T's are crossed and I's are dotted. And we're going to have John three back. We we're going to have him back. We we always have John three on, and I, I and there's a reason for that because I always have a good time whenever he's on. And so you know, and I hope he does. He's probably going to be like Jamie. I'm busy, man. Come on, come on, man. Anyway, John, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be on. I really appreciate it. You rock. You're cool. Turned up to 10, man. Man, Jamie, as always, I love being on your show, and thank you again for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Always, man. Always. I appreciate it. Folks, this episode will be converted to a podcast. We're going to be uh, pushing it out on all the social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. We're on close to 600 of them. Uh, so wherever you listen to podcasts at or stream podcasts, download them, whatever you do with podcasts, uh, we're, chances are we're on there. We appreciate you listening, and we will see you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, de Harry Hicks from Sverige. Ocni listen to Pop Rocks Radio made Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.